1: In the spirit of reconciliation, the swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again. My body's Welcome to the Swapcast podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have Lucy Thomas and Brendan Levi. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 1998 family comedy Jack Frost, starring Michael Keaton and Kelly Preston, where a father who can't keep his promises is killed in a car accident. One year later, he returns as a snowman who has the final chance to put things right with his son before he is gone forever. But before we get into that, just a reminder, we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at gmail.com. and if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face, Face Off. Face-off. Today, we actually received an amazing listener iTunes review. And this was from Kylie. And I just want to read it out because I really loved it. Mm -hmm. And she says, Our hosts often ask, who even watches all this trash? Answer, I do. I found this podcast after watching Christmas Trade and reading a letterbox review that shouted out the sopcast. I, of course, listened to the Christmas Trade episode first. And as Paul vehemently corrected every review comparing it to Freaky Friday by saying they're wrong, it's obviously vice versa. I knew I had found my people. By sticking to a central trope instead of a director or topic, the movies covered are a menagerie of touchstone highs and real, real lost-to-time lows (laughs) that span genres, (laughs) decades, and quality that is really fun. Paul, Lucy and Brendan clearly know a thing or two about filmmaking and media, but the podcast maintains a cosy sense of hometown camaraderie that makes it accessible to film buffs and lay persons alike. I love Brendan's creativity and dedication to keeping the true meaning of the word tenuous. Lucy's <laughs> character arc of starting out mentioning chances are nearly every episode to later not even remembering what it is <laughs> on name alone <laughs> is exemplary. <laughs> um, hopeful proof that time heals all wounds. And Paul, the absolute champ and mastermind of it all, is the kind of movie friend I hope everyone finds someday. One that knows when and with whom to watch not only the good, but the bad and the good bad as well. I'm about two-thirds... Of the way through, jumping between picking specific movies and starting from the beginning in a memento-like listening order or mm-hmm. making holiday presents, and I'm having just a grand time. Thanks, Christmas Trade, for a true Christmas miracle. Also, holding face-off off for ransom is diabolically genius. I love it. <laughs> so, how lovely was that? Thank so you. So lovely.
2: I'm also wondering, Yeah, did I accidentally... Or like forget that I signed us up for one of those things where like people write reviews for you and like log in and give you clicks and do like, how can this be real? It's just too perfect. So, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I know. And not only did she write this amazing uh, iTunes review, then right after I saw that we got it. I checked the emails and she had written an amazing email on top of that. Now I'm not going to read all of it, but I will say, um, it's an amazing email. Uh, but as an attachment, she actually gave us this giant spreadsheet she's been making of (gasps) all the things that body swaps appear in. And it's a list of like thousands of things, um, so like it, it's an amazingly researched <laughs> spreadsheet. It's all organised like in terms of books and TV and movies, and then the specific types of of swaps that appear in each of them. Um, it's next level. Um, so if you guys um- want
2: to replace me with her, I completely <laughs>
1: understand. Um, yeah, very special email, and um, apparently she was doing uh, some. Uh, resin work and there was an episode of our show where we sh- she was so like sucked in by what we were talking about she completely forgot about it and like everything melted oh no <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah so yeah really amazing thank you so much kylie it's wow. very special thank
0: you, kylie and that's inspired me to Rejuvenate my love for the tenuous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
2: tenuous, tenuous. I really just.
0: I've really been phoning it in recently, but now I'm going to. And gonna, when you gonna...
2: say phoning it in, you mean actually doing it. Like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, another thing before we start the episode proper that I want to mention. Last episode in our Avatar episode, <laughs> we had a big debate <laughs> over the ponytail <laughs> sex scene in Avatar. And I insisted that it didn't exist and Brennan insisted that it did exist.
2: And it I was in the middle out- saying, Don't fight <laughs> mum and dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out the middle is probably where you should have been because the ponytail sex scene does exist, but only in the extended edition, which was not released in cinemas originally. So was it-
0: released the next year, is yes. as far as I could find. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So since Brendan and Lucy and myself never watched the re-release to us it didn't exist in the versions that we watched How strange but I'm guessing like I feel like it did make the rounds on the internet when it finally did yeah get I released. think I think
0: culturally it became like like I know I can recall a 30 rock reference um you know what yeah. I mean like the, yeah. it obviously was you know it just so- worked its way in there. Yeah, into the zeitgeist because everyone was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't have to send us angry emails if you are like listening to that episode thinking, this is stupid. It does exist. Okay. Um, we know. <laughs> I forgot to mention, it's Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. So, did I? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sorry. But, so, uh, Merry Christmas. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, on to our Christmas movie, Jack Frost. Every year we watch a Christmas movie for the show, and every year we witness the absolute worst (laughs) that straight-to-TV film production has to offer. Cheap sets, bad actors, depressing, undercooked scripts. But this year I gave you a film starring a giant movie star that was made for $85 million and (laughs) and released in cinemas all over the world. So, my question is, did all that make any difference, or is Jack Frost still a giant turd?
2: Lucy. <laughs> I mean, look, it wasn't the best,
1: <laughs>
2: but it was definitely better than the other Christmas ones we watched, in my humble opinion. But I am yeah. shocked at
1: $85 million. $85 million, yeah. Shocked. I don't know about you, Lucy, but like, so I watched, I actually watched it with Brendan last night. Uh-huh. Um, and we rented it off YouTube, and it was a very bad copy of the film that YouTube has on there. So I believe it was the it same made, one that, I yes, watched. yes, yeah. it makes it very difficult to know, like, how much of the crappiness was <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the transfer is so bad <laughs> or the, the actual film is made so bad, but, um,
0: like, yeah, or- like, actually, that. That serial killer one that you were talking about, the other Jack Frost film, yeah, where, that was like 4K restoration or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they and had done a 4K like...
1: restoration and put it for free on YouTube, and yeah. we had to pay three dollars for see this shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was like it didn't even fill the whole screen. It was like a little box in the middle of the screen. Yeah,
2: I know, and um, I had to watch the start of it on my phone, so it was like <laughs>
1: that big. It was yeah. like
2: four centimeters.
1: <laughs> 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 I wonder if that I feel though like okay we'll we'll get into our thoughts of the film in a second but I I wonder if watching it so small maybe, would have maybe helped it to be better.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, help the special effects in particular. <laughs> Do you know, um,
2: I couldn't I had to this is how much I have to multitask. Um yeah. I was blow-drying my hair and that's when I had to watch the movie. Yeah. Or start watching it. Um, and I couldn't use the iPad because uh, we got a robot vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and Adrian had to program it to, like, map the house. And
1: Are using <laughs> and the iPad. So we needed the iPad. That's why I couldn't use it, yeah. Well, hopefully the robot vacuum cleaner will help you free okay, time for already, more SWAT movies. Okay, it's already yeah. changed my life. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> it mops. It vacuums and mops. Do you understand this? Yeah. I'm a busy, yeah. pregnant, working mom. <laughs> this is like changed my life.
1: Brendan and I watched this together, and I think for like 95 of percent of the runtime, it was just silence in the room. Yeah, I bet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like struggling because Paul was right next to me, and I all I wanted to do was pick up my phone and do something else. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, Paul's gonna have a go at me, but I waited until Paul actually picked up his phone first.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually ended up picking my phone up in bits, but also, but that, that was a like a something I was doing because I was struggling to stay awake, and I was like, maybe like the brightness of my phone in my eyes will wake me up a bit. Yeah,
2: I had to with twenty minutes to go. I had to go to sleep and then finish it while I was cooking dinner tonight. <laughs> I was just like, e- even though it was twenty minutes and i really didn't have the time to watch it today i could <laughs> not keep
1: going yeah this film is boring as fashion <laughs> and like <laughs> uh it, and so, like i was just thinking of it it's like it's a kid's film made for kids and like the snowman doesn't rock up till like forty minutes in, mm. and like so much of the runtime is like it starts off with the the dad and the mum really as the focal point, and like mm-hmm. them being lovey dovey, and like you know, like do yeah. kids really want
2: to see wrote- like
1: twenty minutes of two adults like kissing and making out and like?
2: I wrote at the start, it, who is this movie for? Like, I couldn't I couldn't gauge it initially. And-
1: and then, then the dad dies, and then it becomes this, like, depressing-ass, like, film about a family mourning the death of their father.
2: Yeah, like, it's funny. I wrote down two things. I'm like, there are two parents here, which means one of them is going to have to die because <laughs> that's all these <laughs> that's movies have a dead parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the way you said there was another movie, a horror movie called Jack Frost- Yeah. And you're like, but I'll spare us that. It's Christmas. Let's have something heartwarming or whatever. (laughs) I was like, I'm fucking dead. There's a montage set to landslide by Fleetwood Mac about the dad dying. I was like, this is so depressing. We would have been better off. (laughs) We would have been better off with the horror movie.
1: Um, well I've got two things on that. When when Landslide came up, I actually wrote in my notes like finally something of artistic integrity like in this (laughs) film. (laughs) But two, then after we watched this film, we watched I like we watched some of the horror movie version Mm -hmm. and I am glad we didn't choose that I one because there be is some even you would have like i <laughs> think you may have
0: universe, pole, yeah <laughs> you be, may like, have quit the podcast
1: <laughs> yeah because there's stuff in that film like watching it now i'm like oh, okay that's actually unacceptable <laughs> and we shouldn't be watching this film. okay so, yikes yeah i don't um, know
2: what it is but is that did martin short do something where he plays jack frost in a christmas movie
1: he was in um, Santa Claus 3 playing San- Jack Frost. Yeah, um, and apparently that- it's
2: completely cursed. Like, it's totally, it's terrible, right?
1: Yeah, the only only thing of merit in that whole film, well, I haven't watched it, but I'm assuming the only thing of merit in that whole film is that Hilary Duff's Santa Claus Lane is on the soundtrack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just feel like it, Jack Frost is just doomed in all its forms then.
1: And I guess, like, s- Snowmen coming to life, was cursed until Olaf came around <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. a few years later. <laughs> but yeah, this this film is just awful. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, on every level. I was hoping for something stupid. And I guess there is stupid stuff in this, but like I did have a couple of laughs at some of the janky special effects and the snow snowboarding Fully? sequence as oh. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, made was so like over long it became it it became funny. But I I don't know. I was really hoping that this year I could give you guys a good Christmas <laughs> movie to make up for all the terrible ones. <laughs> um but yeah, this was not it.
0: See so, you know, should you do the uh 30, thirty second plot summary?
1: Sure. Let's see how much how awake I was during this movie. Uh,
2: <laughs> All right. Ready? Set. Go. Okay.
1: so there's a blues musician called jack frost and he is uh an absentee father because he's always touring and then he goes on a tour but decides to come back and crashes on the side of the road and then um he before he dies he gives his son a, a hum- magic harmonica then the, the son plays the harmonica and it brings him back to life as a snowman they have some adventures and then he has to go away um the end
2: well, there you go. Five, four, three, two,
1: one. <laughs> so, um, like, can we- And I-, I say we had some adventures because I'm forgetting half of the shit that <laughs> happened. <he> a <laughs> there
2: was one hot day where he was melting. Oh, you oh, talking
0: yeah, about right. the end of the film. Like, this film takes about a good hour to get started. And then when it gets going, you're like, oh, there's 20 minutes left. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, like um, it's one of those rare bad movies where we paused it because Brennan had had to um, do something and we paused it and there was only half an hour left and it felt like there would have been longer left. Usually it's the other way around, but even though it was a slog... It did
2: drag and then it it was... They wrapped it up really quick. I agree. Yeah. I had to stop it for something, and I was like, "Oh my god, twenty minutes!" Yes, and then I was like, "How <laughs> the hell are they going to do this?" And they were like, "Quick, just race to the end."
0: But can we can we unpack first uh, the start of of that plot summary? Uh, the Jack Frost band, <laughs> yeah. like this 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 band is so first of all the how ridiculous that the character's name is literally jack frost mm. the family is yeah. the Frosts, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they call their son jack but like his band's name's jack frost and then they're yeah. singing like a christmas song about jack frost and like we're supposed to be- and it's it's very much like a bunch of dads got together and put together like a joke. Yeah,
2: and there's like a record executive in the audience being like, people are going crazy for this. We need to sign these guys straight away. It's like, it's a few days till Christmas. Like, these guys will have (laughs) no appeal in two minutes. Like, I'm struggling to believe that uh, that that's the reaction uh, a record exec would have.
1: Every member of that band is like, the antithesis to sex appeal, like the (laughs) nerdiest, daddiest.
2: That guy was in the full Monty.
1: (laughs) I'm not counting Michael Keaton, Mark Addy, like I guess, you know, whatever. But the (laughs) other people in the band look like they literally wandered off the street. And (laughs) like this music was awful. Um, Apparently Michael Keaton wrote two of the songs that the band
0: I can believe that. Uh,
1: no don't just <laughs> the key and the record executive that's in the audience that wants to sign him has the most hideous sideburns i've ever seen in my entire yeah, you life you
2: wouldn't trust that guy would you you'd be like yeah. this guy likes our band i don't know
0: and so that that someone heard this so like someone was recording it in the audience and they were like this is so good. Like, they did the the Back to the Future thing. Like, I'm going to call- I've got to call someone right now and let them hear this on my phone. Like, mm-hmm. and that led to them potentially getting a record deal. Um,
1: well, not only that, they end up on the radio the next day. Somebody recorded that performance. And, and they,
0: they thought, thought it was an injustice that people didn't hear this Jack yeah, Frost.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's put this live performance of this Jack Frost band on the radio.
0: But, like, <sighs> the, the fact that the, the guy who's willing to sign this band is having a party on Christmas Day and wants all these bands to come play at his Christmas Day party, it's like, who is, like, how rich do you have to be to play, play that power move where you're like, yes, you will come to my house and you will perform for my guests, like, And it's like, if you're Christmas that rich, Day.
2: you bring it, make everyone bring their families, like, don't be a dick.
1: Yeah, he decides, half like, halfway through g- driving there that he's going to come back. And yeah,
0: because then- they didn't want him to be dead and an asshole, They were like, oh, we've got to... Because f- everything we've seen of of this guy, he is, like, completely selfish. Yeah. And his, like, wife is accommodating, his son deals with it, and they were just like, before we kill him, let let's... See him actually make a choice for his family for once.
1: And like he just gives me bad vibes as like he's a bad dad. His humour is gross. Like mm-hmm. he's making a snowman with his child and wants to give it a dick. It's like, <laughs> is this again, supposed to be a heartwarming again, moment? Who is this movie for? Like a uh- Yeah and he is quite obsessed with those kind of things like so yeah when he's making the snowman at the beginning he wants to give it a penis and then when he becomes a snowman he gets like snowballs and tries to give himself boobs as well
0: (laughs) but it's not even that it's just the fact that he jokes his way through things is and i just hated like every time that there's a serious situation he like Jokes his way through it and, mm. and it's supposed to be like charismatic and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, you're just not dealing with anything and everyone's giving you what you want and you're like apologizing, being thankful for it, but you're not like giving anything else. I, I don't like this man.
1: And then we're introduced to the child, his child, Charlie, through like this really extended snowball fight that he's having with his friends against the bullies that's, like, shot like a war movie. Mm. Yeah. And it just goes on for so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about this film just felt undercooked and I, I don't know, how did this even make it to, to like, the screen? <laughs> and, and, like, looking at the trivia section of uh, IMDb, like, Every single big actor in Hollywood went up for this fucking role. Like, well, but now Mel I Gibson. Know why,
2: <laughs> I want to know why Clooney pulled out.
1: Well, uh, the he, got, he got offered Batman and Robin to take over from Michael Keat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they did a swap. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he chose one giant turn over another. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But, like, yeah, so they uh, they considered Kurt Russell, Billy Bob Thornton, Dennis Quaid, Kevin Costner, Mel Gibson, and Tim Allen for this role. They all were in contention for this. So
2: they actually were in contention? It's not just, like, the director was like, I'd love
1: it if this person... <laughs> yeah. it, from the sounds of it, they actually were in contention for this. Like,
0: people were fighting to... For- <laughs> To do wow. this film, like, yeah,
1: and uh, San Raimi was also going to direct it at cool. one point, and he wr- he wrote a part of the script as well. Like, wow. this is a hot property.
2: <laughs> as I live what and breathe, fuck? yeah.
0: Like, how, how was Jim Henson always involved? Like, uh, maybe, maybe like the it's like oh, like working on a Jim Henson like product, maybe that would have.
1: Well, the Jim Henson Creature Shop did. Did make the animatronic, yes. Yeah.
0: So
2: that, I was going to ask, so it was a puppet, it was there? Sometimes. Yeah, okay.
1: Interesting. Sometimes it was, sometimes it was CGI. Hmm. But, yeah, the bad transfer on YouTube kind of covers up which ones are where which. I was actually trying to work it out. Um, (laughs) It's a bit harder to tell.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe that's where the um, $85 million went. Yeah. Making a snowman. (laughs)
1: I, I'm sure a lot of it did, because <laughs> everything else was like. There's really not that many locations. The sets. Uh, aren't I anything was thinking special. that it was
0: like we're just constantly at this kid's house or out front of his house.
2: And the sets yeah. were they were terrible, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if you could <laughs> tell that either, but I just felt like it was very fake snow.
1: Oh when when uh, Charlie brings Jack Frost to his like secret cave in the mountains mm. and it actually look like like the Santa thing in in the local mall. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That level of, of sure. special effects.
0: I just found it hilarious that that whole sequence on the on the mountain where like they get into like a fight with the bully and they like end up you know snowboarding down like you know, this mm. gigantic mount- mountain for, like, 20 minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, like, this all takes place behind his house because he, like, walks <laughs> behind his house and then he finds these kids, ha- like, bullying kids with with snowballs. And then they all of a sudden, it's like they're at the, like, they live in a, uh, like, in a ski resort, ski resort or something <laughs> like yeah. that. And we didn't even know.
1: But <laughs> the best thing about that scene was the use of the song Hey Now Now by Swell 360 um, which was a uh, '90s classic. Also appeared in the film. Um, I know what you did last summer, as well. I'm
2: going to say as well. They put a Hanson Christmas song in this movie, and I love that album. It made me. It made me very happy.
0: <laughs> they also put like all of the Mister Show, like uh, cast into the into the show somehow into the movie.
1: Yeah, was that good or depressing to see people you love doing something
0: awful? <laughs> it was just a, like it was just like a, oh, oh, something the that I actually here. enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> it was more um, perplexing than anything. It's like how is this connected to Mister Show <laughs> and why did all these people agree to be involved?
2: I don't know what Mister Show is. So who were all the people that were who who were they? Because when you know when he was flicking channels on the TV, I was like, yeah. was that David Cross's voice? Yeah, because
0: yeah, that that's was Mr. Show. That was a segment from Mr. Show. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the weatherman, and there was like people in the audience, the truck driver, they're all like Isn't
2: that funny? a
0: part of that crew. There must yeah. be
2: some like friendship crossover uh, there or something.
1: The director directed a whole bunch of Mr. Show. There you
2: go. And How the weird. director.
1: The director, actually, like, I was looking it up and he's done, like, so much good stuff. Like, okay. pretty much every <laughs> TV show you've ever loved, he's done an episode of it. How about yeah.
2: that? I can't believe I got that David Cross voice. That was, like, 10 seconds and, yeah, obviously if you don't that, see his yeah. face. And I, I can't believe I picked that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm At amazing. We should watch the
0: sketch instead of this movie.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does it involve body swaps? Um, No.
1: Well, fortunately, we can't. <laughs> so, how did we feel about this as a body swap? Do you think it really dealt with what it would be like to be a human that suddenly become a snowman?
2: I mean, how far down that <laughs> rabbit hole do you go? I don't know. I mean, like- it's kind of, maybe, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I wasn't sure. Did he have super winter powers? Like, he could... It's, it seemed like he could throw snowballs really expertly. Like, he had some sort of yeah, control over... Yeah, he could over... spin
1: his arms really fast to throw snowballs. But they were just yeah. little and,
2: twigs. Makes no sense.
1: Yeah. And he could also reshape his body at will. Yeah. Um, and he could walk even though he had no legs. <laughs> so...
0: Like, a lot of these things I don't think snowmen can do. <laughs> I don't think
1: snowmen can do anything, really.
0: So yeah, I really don't think it's a, a true uh, representation yeah. of the snowman experience. He should have just been like stuck there, not being able to say anything and just watching his family live.
1: <laughs> yeah, like diving down the butterfly. Oh my god. Um
2: do you guys think that it They're l-
0: just realising that like the, the pain that he's caused them and stuff. And all he <laughs> yeah. can do is watch from the front of the house through we the We just window. see a single
1: tear run right down his face. <laughs> um,
2: do you I guys think concept. it did look like, um, Clooney? Cause you know, the way you said it, it looked like, yeah. I made this. How do you make
0: a snowman look I like made anyone this- really? I
2: made this. Can- <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on the, um, we'll Socials? put it on the Instagram. I did a side by side.
1: What do you think? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Cause I didn't, Apparently- I didn't
2: think when I was watching the movie, I was like, nah, not at all. And then I made this and I was like, Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the apparently Jim Henson's workshop, they uh, looked at his facial movements, so the robotic facial movements were modelled from oh. Clooney's facial movements, the way his mouth and eyes and eyebrows move were Clooney-esque. I don't mm. know. And then they couldn't afford to change the snowman. So, that's what they had to <laughs> stick they, with. Because they spent million um, 84, $84
0: million. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then they had to pay Keaton and that was that was it. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, when when he becomes a snowman and he realizes that he is a snowman, the first thing he gets upset about is the fact that he doesn't have a penis anymore. Hmm. <laughs> Would that be your number one concern that you've become a fucking snowman? <laughs> Like that's where your mind goes immediately, you know, well, yeah,
2: fucking well, I, men, I, I, you know.
0: <laughs> 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 well, once again, like uh, I feel, I feel as if though the the experience, like you know, like your mind switches bodies, and so like I feel like that aspect of like my I, I'm trying to say like <laughs> my connection with my penis isn't. <laughs> I, I feel like Paul's face is frozen. <laughs> He's trying to figure out what the fuck I'm saying. What I'm saying we both are is my like friends. if if I was in another body um, uh-huh. and it didn't have a penis and it didn't have organs and chemicals pumping to my brain that doesn't exist cuz I'm also a snowman. Like my <laughs> <laughs> my like my frustration with my lack of of organs. <laughs> Wouldn't be there. I feel like you've you just, like, say.
2: this is SWAT movies. So you've, like, boiled it down, you know? This is the whole big thing. <laughs> this is the whole reason the podcast exists. <sighs>
1: yeah, like, do you think he has, like, how Boarding. is, yeah, how is the snowman functioning? Like, he
0: can't because, it's like, just magic. he, like, ripped his head off and he yeah, ripped his just bottom magic off. And that yeah, that
1: you can't put.
0: <laughs> but they did eat, didn't they? Didn't the snowman like eat frozen food or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. He did feed the sun. Fed the snowman, but did what? he
2: actually feed him, or was he just about to do it? He said he was hungry.
0: Yeah, he said yeah. he's hungry.
1: So yeah, to experience hunger, you must have like intestines and all those things. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and like,
2: if he's eating, you know, that means he's got a
1: shit. Yeah. Like, what do what snowman shits look like?
0: Snowballs, right? Cold? <laughs> <sighs> um.
1: What did we think of the mum? Like, do you think that she was, like, a super in-depth character and we really got to know what made her tick? Not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, in terms of, like, 90s movies, underwritten female leads, this one is pretty f- Fucking dreadful. And I
2: love that it's like, yeah, really underwritten. Like, there's no way this kid would be having so much alone time. Like, he's just lost his dad. He's quite young. Like, this kid's just like running around town by himself. Like, the mum doesn't really know where he is or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. that mum would be way more present.
1: Yeah. Um, uh- Brennan and I probably had the biggest laugh of the film. There's a sequence where, um, the snowman, he's gone missing or whatever. And then the kid goes to see his mum at work and he's like, the snowman, it's dad. And she's like, no, your father is dead. And like all the people behind him in the bank line are just waiting, <laughs> like for this, this conversation, conversation to <The son's- laughs> Like imagine witnessing that in person and be like, what the actual fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs>
0: and then the son runs away and it's like your turn to go see the bank teller and you're just like, how can I, I help got- you today?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> how can I help you? Because
1: <laughs> I did um, not just help my son. <laughs> <laughs> did we? Uh, were we engaged with the uh, the kids' hockey? Subplot with uh Henry Henry Rollins as their coach, and uh, yeah, how did that
2: come about? I've never seen
0: him more emasculated.
1: (laughs) How did that come about? Like Henry Rollins, you don't realize that how much stuff he is in in and does. That man is a workhorse, (laughs) he will do anything. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: you could see <laughs> as this points out.
1: Is yeah like is Henry Rollins a person like that we should be like, oh yeah, he's cool or I honestly like I I went on a YouTube like search to actually listen to his music because I never really was that familiar with it. I'm like, I don't recognise any of this.
2: Mm. Um I think he might be cool. I don't really know. I'm not I I don't know. I feel like he's in the he's in the mix. <laughs> but yeah, he like, was, do you know? Do you know a Henry
1: Rowland song?
2: No, oh, but I might not of uh, like that angry man persuasion. Like, um, that's not for me. You know?
0: Did he start like the straight edge movement stuff? Was that him? Well, I don't know. I if don't He know. started
2: it, but I think that's. I think it's his thing, right?
0: Mm.
1: What's a straight edge?
0: <laughs> a straight edge is a Cute. is a.
2: <laughs> it's like an angry vegan who doesn't drink or uh, like who does the right thing all the time. And oh, s- that's me. Is really- I'm a
1: straight
0: edge.
2: Yeah. A-, a lot of them don't have sex either. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: wow. No, I'm not it's a like straight uh, edge. Yeah. It's like, you know, you <laughs> and you draw an X on your hand so everyone knows that you're straight edge.
1: Ah. Is this an actual thing?
0: Yeah, it's totally a thing. And it's, a, it's very
2: punk. Like, it's very punk much rock, in yeah. that scene. Um, I, Does I he kind have I feel ex? like... No, but I, I kind of feel like it got adopted. Sorry, Brendan. By... By the
0: Christian kids?
2: Yeah, so that they could be <laughs> like... It's not cool because and- it's not because I'm a Christian. It's because I'm straight. like you can't make fun of me. Like I'm tough. I'm going to put these X's on my hand anyway. I feel like it, there's a lot of lovely I think that's a, fair <laughs> a lot of lovely straight edge people in the world, and you know, I think trying to live your life in a way that doesn't hurt people or the earth or whatever is is great. So I'm not but making no, fun of straight-edged people. It does people. come
0: out of a, a good place. I'm pretty sure, yeah. it, like it was a movement that was like looking at the at the scene and being like. Wow, like people are just getting like
2: wasted so and
0: wasted and yeah. shit that they're like dying. And it's like sort of just being anti- like anti, yeah. So there's, there's it's a, it's not a bad thing. No. But, but I also definitely- feel
2: like when I used to be around that kind of thing, often when I was young, the people that were straight edge would fall from grace very hard. So it was sort of like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like maybe some moderation, yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe they uh, just watched Jack Frost and it put them over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's Uh, the most famous harmonica player that, you know?
1: um,
2: Bob Dylan plays um, harmonica very well. He puts it in the rack and plays guitar.
1: We're, all I think of is with harmonica is that fucking like fifteen minute harmonica solo in the middle of isn't she lovely? Because every day at work they used to play that song like three times. Okay, a day. but say what you
2: want. Harmonica is the first instrument that Stevie Wonder, who is blind, learned to play, and like he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And you can't talk shit about him.
0: See, so, yeah, that's what <laughs> I feel like. It's a it's a beginner's <laughs> instrument. It's not like a. I can't think of anyone who's like the master of it, and everyone like li- like listens to them like. You know, it's like oh, all harmonica tracks by you know Andre F- Felipe. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy. Um, but my harmonica story is um, I went to this French show that was a um, like a Linus Morissette sing along thing, and mm. um, the band played ironic, and um, they when they started the song, they all put red beanies on, and I bought a red beanie with me. Um, to be like, you know, like the music video, one of one of the Alana is mm-hmm. wearing a red beanie. And I was like, yay. And then they got to the harmonica solo bit and they were like, we can't play harmonica, so we've got kazoos. And a guy from the audience stood up and pulled a harmonica out of his pocket and did the solo for them. And I was like, I had the beanie and he did the solo and it was great.
1: Uh. <laughs>
2: You're going to edit that story out,
1: aren't you? <laughs> 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 maybe maybe. I'll, I'll keep it in for you As a Christmas treat We haven't really talked about this In the uh, context of a Christmas movie Like do you feel like this is a a film That should be seen at Christmas Did it give you any sort of Christmas spirit No
2: not really And I feel like it wasn't really touched on all that much Other than the fact that it was Jack Frost And it's like we don't have snow in Australia At Christmas time Although God knows what's going on at the moment In some yeah. of the states here um, So I, I wasn't even I didn't really, like, feel feel the Christmas vibe. Were there even that many decorations?
1: Yeah, there was, like, trees in the houses and, like, some lights and stuff. Yeah, but it but was yeah, no,
2: I, I, um Fred Savage one. Like...
1: Vice versa. Y- you know, We just, like,
2: <laughs> felt the, the, the Christmas, you could just smell yeah. the eggnog kind of thing.
1: Well, and even, like, all the fucking shitty TV movie ones we watch, they do put generally put a lot of yeah. effort into trying to make it christmasy um but yeah this this really didn't make me feel all that christmasy at all
0: mm. i'm nick friedman i'm lee alec murray
2: and i'm leah president and this is crunchyroll presents the anime effect
0: I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back.
2: You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
0: Quit following me. I mean, think about it. You're a snowman. People are going to see you and cut you up in a little
1: number of ice cube tray. Fine. If that's the danger of hanging out with you, fine. I'll take the chance. Fine. Fine. Fine.
0: Fine. <sighs> fine. Really fine. Fine as wine. You d-
1: What? So, you heard what we thought of the movie, but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, me. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everyone, Everyone is, is beautiful, beautiful
2: in their, in their own way. way. I need to sneeze. Sorry,
0: friends. Don't edit that out. <laughs> I'll do a remix. <laughs> um,
1: all right. So let's start with Michael Keaton as Jack Frost. Uh, We'll do his human form
0: first. (laughs) Um, Because we're going to rate the snowman. As if you weren't watching that whole
2: movie waiting, for you know, just thinking in the back of your head, Paul's going to be like, would you fuck the snowman?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, what do we think of Michael Keaton? I think he's hot.
2: I think he's kind of got...
0: Even in this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's terrible character, but um, he, there's something so warm and
1: like, yeah,
2: that's Batman, you know.
1: Yeah, like I would say he's the least sexy Batman out of all of them. No,
2: Batman, he
1: can get it. Thank
0: you to uh, <laughs> Mr. West, <laughs> Adam West. Yeah,
1: yeah I would I would fuck Adam West over Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wow. Um, it's just something
2: I really like, the timber of his voice. Just, like, there's just something about him.
1: I think he's a great actor.
2: Yeah, and I, and I love, like, that he's really coming into it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's really, like, every role he picks these days is not Jack Frost, you know? Like, he just yeah. makes, you know... Um, What was the thing that kind of la- relaunched him? The Birdman? Birdman. Yeah. Birdman, yeah.
1: I don't know. I think you, there's some actors that, like, I just, I I look at him from when he was, like, in his 20s until now, and I don't think he's had one phase where I thought, oh, well, that's the hot Michael Keaton. I just don't find him attractive at all.
0: What about the multiplicity phase?
1: <laughs> no, nah, because he had, like, disgusting curly mullets and stuff. Like, <laughs> he, he just had a lot of bad phases. I, I just, yeah, I'm just not feeling, I'm sorry, Lucy, but no. I'm just not, I'm not feeling the Keaton. It's all the I know that's controversial. <laughs> Brendan, do you do you think he's an attractive man?
0: Uh, in this film, it's like what's that, like blonde hair with like bl- like brown facial hair and mm. like playing harmonica, wearing like that terrible hat, like nah, y- nah,
1: Yeah, no. Ah, oh, I forgot about the hat. Ugh, awful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, once he transforms into the snowman, um, are we finding him attractive?
2: No, but I think that's more of a reflection of Cloney than it is
1: anything else. <laughs> 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 yeah, they they could have done more work to make the snowman sexy.
0: How do you think you can make, like... Because it has to look like it was made by a child. So, how do you get a sexy snowman?
1: Do you think that snowman looked like it was made by a child? Because I don't think it did.
0: Uh, Well, it would have... Like, in your mind, I'm assuming, like, he, like, I don't know, like, puts snow arms, buffs snow arms on it and (laughs) gives it abs and shit. Like...
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't work for Jim Henson's Workshop, but I believe in their skill level that they could have made a fuckable <laughs> snowman. <laughs> We've seen crazier stuff, um, but yeah, I'm going to give them both. Like
0: the those knot. hot Ninja Turtles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Kelly Preston, RIP, um, as Gabby Frost. Um, hot or not?
2: I'm sorry. Oh, what, she passed away. She- yeah, what?
1: She passed away two years ago, unfortunately.
2: What yeah. happened?
1: Really sad. Um, cancer. Oh,
2: mm. my God. It's yeah. awful.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, she's a total Betty. She's
1: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of those performances where you just want to grab the person and pull them out of the movie and, like, you don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the bad place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Does she have, like, did she, I, I can't think of her from anything else. Does she have, like, some iconic roles in, Better films Like
1: Um I'm just trying to think What would be her main stuff Like Like Jerry Maguire Yeah
0: that's what I think
1: Um Battlefield Earth Unfortunately (laughs) You know who I
2: very closely link her with In my mind as well Is who's the one In Rock Me Sexy Jesus Who plays herself
0: For everyone listening at home That was From Hamlet 2
2: Who's the one (laughs) Brendan you've got a major Jones for it Who's the one
1: Um
2: Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, Elizabeth I, Shue. I, I, I connect
0: them. In I my do vibes. get Elizabeth Shue yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. And um, and the uh, teacher from um that other thing we watched. Sure. <laughs> What's the Canadian uh, one where like the 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 late I can't remember the name of these dumb movies. Um, we,
1: Canadian body swap.
0: Yeah, we did it like. I'm gonna that, say with Alan a month Thicke ago. in it. That one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. I know who you're
1: talking about. And you about. thought your
0: parents were weird? No, 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 no. You know how
2: Alan Thick has
0: been into? <laughs> can I can't remember the name. Oh yeah, uh,
1: thirteen going on thirty. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh uh,
0: fourteen, 14
1: going, on going on thirty. Fourteen
0: going on thirty. Like the oh, the Christ. teacher in that. Like they all have that aura of the of the uh, shoe variety.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kelly Preston, she was married to John Travolta, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I And I think because of that, she has appeared in so many pieces of shit that are way worse than this. This is actually a gem on her filmography, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, like Battlefield Earth and Gotti and all these terrible films. So um, maybe she used to look back on this film fondly. Probably not, though. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Mark Addy um, as Mac MacArthur. That was actually the character's name. Mac MacArthur. Who is it? Uh, the guy from Full Monty, and he is also on Game of Thrones as Robert Baratheon. Ah,
0: this- oh, cool. This is where my question comes in. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you explain the success of the film Full Monty? <laughs> like, it was like <laughs> I love
2: Robert. There was like Carlisle. Monty craze,
0: right? Robert like, Carlisle. yeah. Well, I mean, it's still feel like going. Were like, I'm obsessed I think- with it.
1: Even, like, in the last couple of years, they based a reality TV show in Australia around it. Like, it still has a cultural impact.
0: But what is that? Like, wh- like what is it about the idea of a bunch of dudes doing a naked show? Well,
2: I guess it's funny because they're not, like, they're not Magic Mike. Yeah. Um, and, like, men get to get away with that and women don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I also remember watching that film and being really disappointed that it's a whole film centered around men getting their cocks out and Does not it pause at the end s- on,
2: the, on them all pulling their it, it kind of don't is You don't see is, a cock.
1: You don't see a cock. You don't see a cock at the end. <laughs> I think I might have avatard I think I might have avatard
2: ponytail sex that
1: into my mind like I think I thought that you did yeah because I just I think a lot of people probably think that naked that's my you know when I was a teenage boy I just want to see anyone naked (laughs) (laughs) and that film did not deliver were
0: were you saw like were you just as saw when the uh when the full Monty episode of the Drew Carey show you didn't get to see their dicks in that either (laughs) Uh, were no, like, because- oh, I really wanted to see Drew Carey and, <laughs> and Oswald's penis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a uh, you know, a, a network sitcom. You don't expect to see a penis, but like an M rated cinema release movie, like the expectation is there that a penis could happen.
0: It could happen. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> all right, you guys uh, didn't explain it at all.
1: Well, anyway, uh, what did you do? You think it was hot or not?
0: No, No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Also, he was totally trying to like hit on moving uh, on the mum. Moving on yeah. the mum even before the dad was dead. Like,
2: but uh, he did seem like a nice guy. I mean, it
1: would have been aside, nice if he
0: did end up with her. I would. I would have. Yeah. wouldn't have been mad. He's raising this guy's son and yeah. looking after the. Well, mother. is he
1: though? Like, he was. He he babysat. And fell asleep and let like crazy ass shit happen. Like he wakes up. (laughs) The kid has like barricaded the door and running (laughs) around. Yeah, running around screaming about his dad becoming a snowman. Like you failed as a babysitter at that point. I mean,
2: yeah, the babysitting, not great. He did have a sweet vibe. He, you know, he's not Channing Tatum, but he had a sweet vibe.
1: Yeah. Finally, let's do a friend or foe on Joseph Cross as Charlie Frost, the son. I have to say. In terms of all the child performances that we've seen on this show, this was definitely in the top tier. Like he, I think he, he did a great real, job. Yeah, talented, cute kid. Um, yeah, I like wasn't irritated by him at any point. Like I felt sorry for him because he was in this movie. But yeah, <laughs> um, I see his friend. Yeah, he seemed like a cool kid. He was like happy to defend his like weaker friends in the snowball fight. Yeah, he seemed genuinely horrified about. How horrific his dad was as a snowman, which is quite um, relatable.
2: Um, and also, I googled, I googled if it was a young, a young John Krasinski. Oh, really? I, and now I've also made a side by side that we'll put on the socials. But I, I was like, <laughs>
1: I can kind of see right?
2: I really yeah. thought it was, and I was like, actually, no. I totally know who that actor is. He's been in a whole bunch of other things that I've seen. Yeah,
1: he's actually quite prolific. Yeah, this kid. Yeah. So. Um, and even, like, all the young kids in this film, like, ended up having a bit of a career. Like, that little girl, she's in heaps of stuff. She was, like, in Blue Crush and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, really? And, um I
2: love that- Blue Crush. We talked about Blue Crush last <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, and then, like, the two other best friends, Andrew Lawrence and Eli Maranthal, both had a bit of a career. Though mm. so I looked it up and, like, Eli now has... Stop being an actor and now as like a motivational speaker or something. So. Right, roll.
2: Um, <laughs> Good. On and you. also, then there's the bully. Oh my god, I never knew yeah. my old man It's like ooh. And then he gets his <laughs> redemption. Um, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I just thought that was yeah. worth touching on.
1: Very undercooked. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: like that. It, I sort of laughed at the scene of like the the uh, what what's his name the Charlie full full, Mon- full Monty guy.
1: Oh I'm Mark Mark Eddie, Mark Mac Let's just call Mac. him Monty.
0: Takes the kid to uh to some fair where there's a father son <laughs> snowman building competition. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> fuck. Oh, and wow, yeah, then is it zooms a-
1: in on a father and a son like smiling at each other and then they give each other like this cheesiest high five. <laughs> and
0: like- then he looks over and sees the bully <laughs> and they just have that like you know, it's like we're from two different worlds, but like this is what unites us kind of look yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be no war today
2: <laughs> you said this snowman spoke to you yes yes he did and he knew my name were there <laughs> any other witnesses no no there, there, there wasn't any other witnesses um... Okay, back to you.
1: Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of Jack Frost from across the interwebs. I
2: can't wait.
1: So so this one's actually from one of my favorite uh, reviewers, Matt Singer, on Letterboxd, and he gives it one star. Mm -hmm. And he says, A movie about my two greatest fears. Number one, dying young and leaving my children without a father. Number two, Talking Snowmen. I mean, yeah. My favourite part is when the snowman that is also the reincarnation of the kid's dead father says to his son, Charlie, I can explain everything. You can? Really? I personally would love to hear this. Naturally, he does not explain everything. (laughs) The movie immediately pivots to a cutesy effects-heavy snowball fight (laughs) and toboggan chase.
0: Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, it is something that we just get no clarity on, like, why he's there. Like, is there a reason he's there to watch his... Sun score a goal is that basically yeah. it? Like,
1: you know what this film needed the character w- that we get in every other bo- a body swap Christmas movie of the um Santa character that isn't Santa, but maybe, that Santa, isn't Santa yeah. but maybe is Santa, and he's there to explain and also what's just going like
2: on. The magic harmonica, like. It's been played heaps of other times. Like, does it do other magic stuff? Like, you know, why? Well, yeah. It's a bit thin.
1: This one's from Jace uh, on Letterboxd is at one and a half stars. And he says, If that was my dad, I'd just turn the heating up. <laughs> 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 uh, whoa.
0: Are you okay? <laughs> like, how does he know, like, it's time to go? Like, could he have just stayed around for as long as he I wanted? Because right? it seemed like it was sort of his decision in the end. It's like, all right. It's time yeah. to go Yeah I'm
2: outie
1: And then I he was able he knew- to turn himself into a ghost version of his human self
2: I just think he knew that it was like he would be holding them back if he hung around Like he didn't want his kid talking to a snowman and whatever I do
0: think it would have been better <laughs> if he never showed up at all ah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They Uh, could have just moved on with their life. You
2: know what, though, guys? The thing that really bothered me, you know, the way the one thing that the kid was like, now I believe it's my dad, is when the fucking snowman called him Charlie Boy. He's like, what did you call me? So original. Dad. It's like, uh, that does not seem like an uncommon name that somebody (laughs) would call. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's, this is, what is this? This is not great script. (laughs) Pretty
1: yeah, out of all the like, we have watched a lot of these scenes in our, like, this is our, do you know this is our 91st Body Swap film? Yeah, I feel it in my and, mind. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we've seen this scene a lot, and this is one of the weakest ones that we've ever <laughs> yeah, gotten, i
0: Because I was, like, racking my brain, I'm like, did he call him Charlie Boy? Was that a thing? <laughs> was he, like, constantly calling him Charlie Boy?
1: So, Avatar 2009 fan gives it <laughs> star.
0: Legitimately, that was their
1: name. Um, uh, they say in this movie michael keaton snowman gets two snowballs to the chest plays around with them like they're boobs and says something to the effect of nah not for me and then removes them was genuinely unsure whether this was a half star movie or a five star movie so i flipped a coin <laughs> <laughs> maddie leota on the gives it half a star and he says What a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Michael Keaton giving a blowjob to a harmonica on stage is the worst way to open this film. (laughs) Not to mention Jack Frost doesn't appear on screen until 40 minutes in. 40 fucking minutes. (laughs) If I was a kid and sat through this pile of putrid shit, I would take a shovel and jam it so far down my throat, I would be forced to suffocate and die. Everything about this movie makes me want to do a double jackknife into a pile of needles. Every line is ass cheek. Every camera movement is the equivalent of dick cheese. And the editing is so incoherent, I actually didn't know what the hell was happening. Fuck you, Jackie Frost.
0: Wow. I don't know if all of that's fair. I thought the- uh...
1: <laughs> The camera work was quite lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did it. It wasn't completely unprofessional. Like, it
0: wasn't- like, like, you you were talking about that snowball fight at the start. I, felt, I mm-hmm. thought it had some, like, momentum and it had some, like, cool shots yeah. where, like, you know, he's crawling through the tube and they're, like, pounding mm-hmm. it with snowballs. Like, there was some effort- there, were, there was some heart put into it And whether or not it paid off That's that's a different yeah. story But
1: <laughs> And finally Anthony Sorry, and finally Anthony Leota gives it half a star And he says If my dad came back as a snowman I would fucking kill myself History is made by winners Conquerors Barbarians Now I want you to go out there And wipe the ice With your filthy butts Alright, Play clean, have a good game. Okay, let's get to tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So I'm going to start. Uh, My connection is Joseph Cross, who played Charlie Frost, the son. So as we mentioned, he's actually been in a lot of stuff. Um, and the one I wanted to highlight is a film he did in 2006, which was directed by Ryan Murphy called Running With Scissors. Is that
2: Ryan Murphy? Wow.
1: Yeah. This is like a pre-Glee, mm. pre-everything Ryan yeah, Murphy. Wow. Um, so, this
0: isn't the album by Weird Al Yankovic, Running With Scissors. This is a no, movie.
1: No, no. So, this is based on a book uh by one of my favorite authors, Augustine Burroughs, um, who, yeah, did this film very famously and dry and uh, a whole bunch of other books.
2: It's like his memoir, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so this is based on his life and it's a crazy-ass life. So the the main plot of this film is his mum was quite mentally ill and she was seeing this therapist and then uh, she decides to get her son Uh, and get the her therapist to adopt him so that she can go live apart. So all of a sudden, this kid has to live with his mum's therapist who is way crazier. Yeah, Yeah, he is batshit insane, and the house is full of his crazy family and other patients um and uh, it's an insane story that the fact that it's actually real mm. um this movie is stacked uh like in terms of cast so you got Annette Benning, Gwyneth Paltrow, Joseph Fiennes, Brian Cox from Succession, Alex Baldwin, Evan Rachel Wood among many others like which is a very I guess Ryan Murphy thing to have yeah. all these like famous people and gay icons in one movie um I uh, it's been a while since I've watched it. I remember thinking that the book is obviously better, but um it's a pretty good adaptation um, and well worth a watch uh, if you can't be bothered reading the book. <laughs> um, uh, it's, yeah, great cast, really offbeat, quirky tone, um and, yeah, uh, overall good time. So uh, that's uh Running With Scissors. I know, Lucy, you've seen it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked it too. From what I can remember. Brendan? I
0: haven't Brendan. seen it. But yeah. Had you from heard of the, it? Yeah, uh, the synopsis you gave, I'm pretty interested. So, Oh, cool. I feel like Brendan
2: would like it, hey?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be one up your alley. Mm. Uh, Lucy, what's yours?
2: Okay, so I'm doing, my connection is Michael Keaton, and I'm doing a TV show I watched recently called Dope Sick. Did either of you watch this one?
1: I heard about it, but I didn't watch it.
2: Um, So it covers the opioid crisis in America. It's very heavy, but it's, like, based on a lot of real people and real events. And, um, yeah, it just covers the, like, insanely immoral um, behavior of the Sackler family who invented uh, and distributed Oxycontin. And then just all the morally corrupt um, actions of companies like Purdue Pharma um, and it sort of centres itself in a small mining town where there's lots of people with bad injuries and chronic pain. And um, Michael Keaton plays the the local doctor who's just, like, lovely and everyone in the town knows him and it's the kind, he's the kind of guy who, like, you know, birthed babies and then, like, 20 years later he's still treating the same patients and... Um yeah. and his character has a car accident and um gets prescribed oxycontin for his pain and he's been prescribing to other people as well and you know like it's marketed as a safe drug and this is all real and it like completely ruined and ravaged America um and it ends up like he gets addicted and it ruins his life and um yeah. There's a whole big court case and all this stuff. Like, it's it's very heavy, but um, it's so well done. And Michael Keaton and a few other people just put a really real kind of, like, human face. Not human face, but just a real face on, like, that that crisis and, and drug addiction and how, you know, you kind of reserve that, like, that's for like, seedy people and, like, bad people and it was like yeah. this guy was the nicest guy in the world, and a drug that uh, that he got legally prescribed and took as as he was supposed to be, you know, taking it as medicine. Yeah. Um, and it completely rewired his brain, and and like he had to to try, he has to try and claw his way out of it. Um, there's other um good people in the cast. Um,
1: so like Rosaria Dawson, yes, in it, right? she plays
2: like a DEA. FBI kind of person, um, and Peter Sarsgaard. And then I wrote down her name. She's not super familiar to me, but she's another character she plays. She gets injured at work and she gets prescribed this drug. Her name's Caitlin Diva, um, oh, yeah. and she's amazing in it. And I think her and Michael Keaton um, got nominated and maybe won Emmys. And, um yeah.
1: and she was in that uh, – I don't know if I recommend it on the show, but I definitely recommended it uh, to you guys to watch the – Rosaline, the the rom-com that just came out. She's a main character. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she's definitely one to watch. Yeah. Um, I think she's having a moment I, at the moment. I
2: saw her in that TV show called um, Unbelievable, which is another true yeah. story um, that she's mm-hmm. amazing in as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just the Sackler family are evil. And this is an important TV show, like a tough watch, <laughs> but an important watch. And Michael Keaton's just so good in it. Like I said, he just really like, his. it's just such a genuine performance of somebody like their life, just completely unraveling. Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, cool. And that one's on Disney plus in Australia. <laughs> yeah, Weirdly.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brendan, what's yours? Uh, my, so usually you might find me <laughs> scrouging for an idea because <laughs> I've yeah. done my homework. Um but this one actually like immediately came to mind while we we're watching this film. Yeah. Um and so the film I'm recommending is The King of Staten Island, uh the Jed Apatow directed and David was oh, like Pete Davidson.
2: Uh, written. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: starring the, the reason it came to mind was I was just, um, watching Jack Frost and, you know, it has this, this father who's, you know, obviously dies. And in the King of Staten Island, it's a story about a, a guy whose father dies. One of the things I found very like that sat with me a lot in the film, the King of Staten Island was, um, there's a discussion amongst firemen with, um, the, the protagonist, uh, pa- paid by Pete Davison, yeah. um, about firefighters having kids and if that, whether or not that's, that's fair. Cause they're in this line of sure, duty. Sure. Yeah. Like that, you know, very, very much puts your, your life on the line. Um, and it's just a really like, I know it, it just really set, like sits with me that, that scene. Cause I'm like, yeah, and like how, that's
2: how much do, does it, does it really sit with you when you think Pete Davidson's dad died in September 11? Like it, yeah. That it comes from a completely real place, and he it could not be more like he, that. He's lived that and must have like grappled with that his whole life. Yeah, very mm-hmm. powerful.
0: And yeah, just that thing of like the, he's you know dealing with that, um, and you know talking about how like he feels like it's unfair. The these you know firemen talking about even though we have these jobs that put our lives on line, should we not? be entitled to hmm. to have a life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, that scene just contrasts with the scene in Jack Frost where this father who has been for all his life trying to make it as a as a musician and not getting anywhere with it. Um, and just completely, you know, blowing his his family and his uh, how old is this kid at this point? Like 10, like, 11?
1: Yeah, probably around that, yeah.
0: Um yeah, just blowing him off. And I'm just like Fuck this guy! Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Um, that's the that's a shitty reason. The King of Staten Island, uh, a much better film, uh, mm-hmm. a much more uh, heartwarming, a much more uh, hilarious as well, and uh, far more in- enjoyable watch. So I just thought I'd recommend that.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Uh yeah, no, I would back that up. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's well. basically same. the
0: same concept of uh that that's the connection is uh the King of Staten Island is about um someone trying to deal with the loss of their father and absent
2: uh, fathers, yeah.
0: Yeah, this catalyst moment, you know, Jack Frossett being turned into a snowman in King of Staten Island it's his mum starts dating another fireman and that makes him ha- sort of have to um deal with those feelings and stuff like that.
1: Hmm. You see, like, how much improvement a story can have when you remove the... Um, Body swapping on it on <laughs> <laughs> You
0: know what? I think this is the best Christmas I ever had.
1: You know that night you came back? It was because I played your harmonica. I wished it. I wished that you would be here for Christmas. Hey, Charlie. Thanks for giving me a second chance to be your dad.
0: Now, there's something I have to tell you.
1: It's time for me to go. So if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we have reviewed on the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put Jack Frost on our lists?
2: I'm going to put it in between Swap Me Baby and 14 going on 30.
1: Wow. Like those were actually movies I enjoyed.
2: Yeah. uh, Maybe I should put it lower, (laughs) but it's done
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put it in between Super Cool and Sam in that like boring camp. Oh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better than Sam, but it's pretty it's pretty poor. Yeah. This film was pretty
2: poor. Is it higher? It's the highest Christmas one?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm putting it between uh, like father, like son, and Mr. Fuzzy Pants. It seems to be in good company with mm-hmm. like father, like son. I think
1: I would watch oh. Mr. F- Fuzzy Pants like ten times over before I watch this one. Oof, again. That is
2: low. <laughs> like that is <laughs> bad.
1: <laughs> I'm actually curious because it's been so like like that was literally our f-
0: second Third? movie, second film,
1: second. Uh, yeah, I. I'm, sometimes I'm almost curious to rewatch no, it. No, Just, I'm not doing it.
0: Are you? Are you suggesting we do a separate podcast where we watch all of these films again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Isn't there some podcast where they watch? They always watch and review some Adam Sandler movie.
1: Yeah, grown ups. Yeah, they they did it for a year. Oh
2: my God. They every
1: year. They they also did a year of watching Sex in the City too. Over and, over again. <laughs> and that movie goes for two and a half hours.
2: <laughs> I know which one I'd uh, rather
1: watch. Just saying. So, next episode, it's time to shove your ponytail dick back into your ecran and return to Pandora <laughs> for <laughs> Avatar: The Way of Water, uh, which is once again starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, and Sigourney Weaver.
0: Now, okay. we haven't seen it, um, yeah, and we, you know, we don't want to give everything away. But can you confirm, or if if there is another ponytail? a like erotic scene <laughs> in, in the new one.
1: Yeah. This time it's um it's in the butt.
0: <laughs> I don't think they have butts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well you're the one that saw their like their underneath their loincloths somehow. They're um, like <laughs> Barbie
2: doll uh smooth genitals.
1: I no, there isn't any sexy stuff in the new one, uh-huh. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> a a missed opportunity in my books Mm -hmm. like it goes to three hours and ten minutes you could have at least had one like (sniffs) blue cat orgy (laughs) (laughs) yeah broad uh from the hunting seasons podcast is going to be joining us for that one so um look forward to that so yeah look forward to that one um so everybody get out to the cinema so you know what we're talking about by the next episode (laughs) (laughs) so just want to say thank you to our listeners uh, we really appreciate uh, everybody's uh, emails and uh, iTunes reviews and messages on Instagram. Um, it's really lovely to not be podcasting to avoid and knowing <laughs> people are actually listening to us. Uh, it's really appreciated. Um, and, yeah, I just really want to say thank you to Lucy and Brendan for joining me on this crazy podcast every fortnight to talk about awful swap movies (laughs) it's very much appreciated (laughs) um and uh yeah i always look forward to uh, our recordings so it's a highlight of my of my week when we do it so um Mm. thanks guys thanks paul uh,
2: i feel the same way except for the fucking
1: movies (laughs)
0: Except for watching the film part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I hope you both have, like, an amazing Christmas and New Year's. Me too. Um, And, uh, yes, uh, we'll see everybody again next year. Cool. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Uh, Christmas. And in the meantime, if you want to give us a present, review us on iTunes or Spotify. And make us a beautiful
2: spreadsheet with thousands of...
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, Santa will gift you with the gift of not being a piece of shit on the ground, (laughs) (laughs) DPW. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later.
0: Bye. 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 Merry Christmas. Bye.